Beginning with this year's elections, voting gets a whole lot easier. Your mailbox is your ballot box. Your ballot packet comes to you in the mail. But only if you're a registered voter. If you need to register or update your address, do it today at elections.hawaii.gov. Look for your free Hawaii elections guide in the newspaper or at these locations statewide. The deadline to register for the general election is October 5th, so don't delay. Hawaii, Hawaii votes by mail. And happy Aloha Friday. Thank you so much for joining us here on Spotlight Hawaii. I'm Yenji Denise, joined by Ryan Kalei Suji. This is a conversation that we have every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1030. We bring you different leaders in our community to talk about the impact of COVID-19, and we do delve into the world of politics as well. This, of course, is brought to you by the Office of Elections. You do still have time to register to vote in the general elections, election rather. Hawaii does vote by mail, so head on over to their website and register to vote. And Ryan, today we are going to be talking to two experts in the world of tourism. That's right. Of course, uh, Hawaii getting ready to reopen for Trans-Pacific Travel, which will get underway on October 15th with a pre-testing sort of protocol that has been set up by the state. And today we have two people who, uh, two members of the tourism community, so to speak, that are very knowledgeable about this and have been working hard over the past few months. Uh, we wanna welcome into the broadcast, of course, uh, the former president and CEO of the Hawaii Tourism Authority. He was also the chief of staff for Governor David Ige, now leading up DVED Mike McCartney. We also have president and CEO Jeff Wagner from Outrigger Hotels and Resort to also give us some insights into some of the things they're experiencing. Thank you both for joining us here this morning. Mike, we're gonna start off with you first. Uh, if you can sort of paint a picture of what this reopening looks like. Do you feel the state is ready? And uh, how is this uh, plan moving forward for October 15th, uh, sort of leading up to it? What are things looking like right now? I feel confident that the state is ready. Um, you know, tourism takes many hands and many people and as um, we'll learn throughout the day that um, everybody's going to be working together, has been. We've learned a lot through the last few months, studied a lot about what's going on in the world, and I, I'm confident that we can safely and responsibly start to reopen you know, the visitor economy, which will help Hawaii's economy overall. And, and Jeff, for you, uh, you know, obviously, how has Outrigger been impacted by this pandemic as a whole? We know that you folks not only have properties here in Hawaii, but beyond uh, our waters. What has sort of this whole pandemic been like for you folks at Outrigger and how are you guys preparing for October 15th? Well, thanks for having me uh, today. I appreciate it. And, and it has been difficult across the entire hospitality industry. When you think about you actually having to close your hotels, I used to say all the time, we're the kind of industry that never gets to pull the shade down and pull out the vacuum and clean or anything else. We're always open. And then we literally had to shut our doors and we have thousands of employees across the globe, all the hotel companies do. And uh, there's tremendous layoffs and there's people who, who are hurting out there because of the industry being closed down. So it's tough, it's been tough on us, but we're really excited about what's happening now. We think October 15th is a great date to reopen. Uh, we think the industry's ready in a big way, as Mike indicated. Uh, we've done a lot of preparing. We've had a couple of opportunities to start and it didn't happen. So we've been prepared for a while and we're truly looking forward to, to getting Hawaii back open. And as, as Mike indicated, you know, there has been this incredible uh, connection that has occurred through all of this. When you think about what Mike and the governor have done, what the mayors have done, when you think about Peter Ingram or 
Peter Ho, or when you think about Ray Vara and all these people that have stepped forward to really help to come up with solutions to keep Hawaii safe and to open in a smart way. It's really been a group effort that, uh, that I'm just incredibly proud to be able to be a part of some of these solutions here. We want to bring in the audience, of course. And Mike, I want to start with you. Fiona has this question, and it kind of leads to something that the governor was talking about when he joined us uh, earlier this week. Uh, Fiona says, you need to have one standard policy for incoming passengers, require everyone getting on a plane to Hawaii to present a COVID negative before getting on a flight to Hawaii. Now, the governor told us on Monday that the, the state doesn't have jurisdiction over who gets on a plane. They can't really mandate that it's once you get here that the authority actually begins. So we could see flights with people of basically, to, for, for lack of a better term, mixed status. Um, what, are your, what, what are your thoughts on this? We saw Hawaiian and United Airlines now saying that they will offer uh, pre-travel testing in some locations, which will be huge for, for that. But, but we will still have people who don't know their status when they board. Well, first of all, I'd like to say that this is for all travelers, returning residents or anyone who's coming into Hawaii. And so, and we're happy to be blessed that Hawaii has a visitor industry. And what you're going to find is airlines like Hawaiian or United or other carriers like Alaska, they're all going to work together and begin to help us with this process because we're all industry partners. So when people get here, we're going to check them. And our, our, our network of uh, communication to the Hawaii Tourism Authority, to the Hawaii Visitors and Convention Bureau, to all the marketing partners out there, everyone who comes to Hawaii is going to know this and understand it. And so I believe travelers will come with the right intentions and we'll be able to work through this and um, make it work because we don't have jurisdiction over the airlines, um, like the governor said, but I think we have the next best thing through it. And I think we have a model that can be an example for everyone. So we've been working hard to operationalize it to make sure the pieces are in place. There's gonna be maybe a few kinks, but we'll just do continuous improvement and continuous communication to the visitor, the traveler, the resident. And, and the key to all this is, you know, we want our employees to feel safe, um, we want our guests to feel safe. We want the community to feel safe. And then everybody can have a great experience here. And I think that's the message. And we'll share people to be everyone what the protocols are and from wearing masks. And I think we'll be a leading destination that does that. So I'm pretty, I'm proud of you know, what we've done and how hard we've worked in the short moment of time. And I think it's going to be um, something that um, we can all be proud of. Jeff, it's sort of a similar question for you. Uh, you know, when you're welcoming guests, will they? How will that actually work? Uh, will they give the reservations desk when they check in? Will they? Will they give their concierge basically a proof of test? And do they like are, are certain guests in one wing of a hotel or another? How does that work? I know, just speaking for Outrigger, how will that work for arriving guests? Yeah, I think for the arriving guests, typically it's going to be dealt with at the airport itself. So when the when the customer or the visitor arrives, they're going to be have to show that information at the airport. And that'll be dealt with at the airport just like it is today if someone does or does not have a test. Uh, as they come into the hotels, the hotels have done a great job to be able to be a part of this whole process when quarantine occurs. So if somebody does need to be quarantined at a hotel, we'll be notified that they're that they're quarantined. But there's a difference of whether or not they're actually positive or whether or not they're there waiting for their test results or not. So we wanna be a, a supporter 
uh, with the mayor and the governor uh, in each one of our hotels. And I'm speaking for Outrigger, but I'm also speaking for other hotels. We have a significant group that gets together on a weekly basis from other brands. And we're all locked together to say, you know, let's do this right. And let's make sure we're helping the state to have travelers come back in safely. And I think the other thing to remember is that everyone that Jeff is talking about are residents too. And so we all have this united um, focus that we want to reopen safely and responsibly and to malama each other and to take care of each other. And if we do that, it'll be okay. You know, I want to ask, uh, talk a little bit to Jeff in regards to you're saying that you're meeting with some of the other properties in the hotels. Uh, what is sort of just the overall, I guess, marketing plan or what is, how are you communicating to guests, so to speak, that Hawaii is a safe place to travel? Because I, I got to imagine that there are some guests out there and, and people who want to travel, but there may be some reservations and uh, it's not going to be like, you know, October 15th, the floodgates aren't opening. Everyone's not going to be filling these hotels, but how are you uh, tying that messaging about safe travel and being safe in Hawaii? And, and how has that sort of changed the way that you guys are presenting your properties? You know, Ryan, I, I want to tackle that in two different ways. One is I had a great conversation yesterday with John DeFries. It was my kind of introduction to him. It was a little bit of a meet and greet. And we talked a lot about responsible tourism and how we're going to communicate to tourists going forward. And, you know, John is so passionate about Hawaii. And it was just this incredible breath of fresh air, how he feels about we have to take care of not only the visitors that come here, but everything we do is about how do we take care of the community and our residents as well. And I love that. And I think that's what we really need. And, and first and foremost, we want visitors to come back here in a safe way, in a very, very responsible way. So as we all talk as a group, we, we do talk about marketing, but we don't want to get too out in, in front of our it's early. Uh, we've had a few different starts now and it didn't happen. So we can't get out there and market too much at this stage, but I think you'll start seeing some of that happening as we get into Q4 of this year. But uh, that marketing is going to talk about, it's going to have masks and there's already some campaigns that HTA has and the Convention Business Bureau has that has, you know, masks and we've got videos that'll be going out. You've seen what the mayor's done here, which has been quite a few. Mike, thanks for putting your mask on. <laughs> but, you know, the mayor has done some campaigns here about masks and they're on TV and there's talk about doing public service announcements related to masks. So it's it's important to us that this happens the right way. We got one shot at this. And if it goes south on us, it's not good for any of us, not the residents or the industry in general. Have you and seen people making reservations already? You know, we have. And and it's yeah. it's a I kind of call it a trickle of travel is what we're going to see. Um, our uh, business over the last probably seven days, our reservations have been up about 30%. But you still have to keep that in context of we're only about 25% of what we were in the prior year. So we've got, uh, you know, Mike has got some numbers out there uh, that are, says that we're going to have 7.2 million visitors next year. Um, Hero came out and said we're going to have 4.7. And I believe in both of those numbers based on what we do and how we react to testing. When you see what United did, you saw what Hawaiian Airlines did. Other airlines are going to follow and then tests are going to become cheaper and they're going to become quicker. And when all that happens, I think that the number that Mike's got at 7.2 million is is realistic. Uh, if we don't get all of those things in place and we don't handle this well, 
then Carl's number is probably more realistic. So I think, um, you know, clearly we've got visitors that are, that are pent up, that are ready to come back to Hawaii, but I don't think you're going to see the floodgates open. Mike, if we can talk a little bit about those numbers and the projections heading into next year and, and sort of the amount of tourists and visitors that the state is expecting, uh, how was that sort of calculated? And uh, what are your thoughts on what would be an appropriate number or, you know, because in this time there's been talking of Redis, uh, you know, redefining the way in which we market Hawaii and, and the amount of visitors that we want to come to the islands. Uh, so the question, I guess, how did you folks sort of get to that number? And moving forward, what would be the appropriate number that you folks are targeting? Well, first of all, I think it's important to not focus on the numbers, but to focus on our principles, our practices, our behaviors, and who we are as a destination and what our product is. And the number one focus is to create a safe environment where our guests feel comfortable, but also where the employees feel comfortable and the community feels comfortable and in a safe and responsible way. So whatever the numbers may be, we want to do them right. And we want to make sure that we follow protocols and that we um, slowly, um, and I, I think this is a reset, not a restart of tourism. And we have a chance to reset with our values, our principles, and who we are as a people, place, and culture to malama each other. And that I think is the key. And the numbers will naturally follow. I don't think it'll ever be the way it was before. It, it will be different. And I think that's up to the community and all, everybody who's working together to define what the product means and what we have to offer. I'm excited about the opportunity to get more businesses, local businesses engaged with the visitor industry. When I was at the Hawaii Tourism Authority, I think that was one gap because it was hard for small businesses to break in uh, and be a part of um, the visitor industry. But now I think it's a great opportunity um, to work with all kinds of different local small businesses to connect with, with our visitor side. And I think we wanna have a safe, responsible number for the state of Hawaii. And that means even distribution throughout the state and that means um, everyone finding what the, the balance is. So more than a number, I think we're gonna find our natural balance. And in that natural balance, um, if you look at Isidore Sharp, who's the, um, the CEO of, um, and the founder of um, Four Seasons, he said, you know, if you have happy employees, you have um, happy guests. And I think that's the same as um, George Kanahele in the Native Hawaiian Hospitality Association and, and you know, it's if you have a happy communities, you have happy guests. And so it's very interrelated. And we're the only state where we're a destination. And so tourism is going to depend upon all of us um, to work together in a very responsible way to look at impacts, to look at um, how do we make sure that we don't let vacation rentals get out of control again, and that we respect what communities are. And we ask permission and we start to build that the people, place, and culture in the story. So the numbers will come, but it's not going to, um, you know, it's going to depend on the global economy. It's going to depend on airlines and the health of the airline industry. So I, I look at a, somewhere in between the numbers that we've come, that, that's what it's probably going to be. But um, we got to do our part right now because people won't want to come to a place where uh, we're not ready. Well, you know, I, the, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. In real quick, because um, Mike's right. I, I don't know that we're going back to 10 and a half million visitors ever. Um, and 
I think what's important to us is that people who come here uh, respect uh, what we have in Hawaii. And you hear a lot about people saying now that they're looking for more high spending customers to come in here. What we really want is the people that come here to have respect. You know, some people save their entire life to come to Hawaii. It's a dream of people. And we still want them to come here because we want people to, to visit and have a chance to take this type of an incredible vacation. But we also want them to respect it when they're here. And, you know, for for what Mike just said about the short-term vacation rental piece, there are plenty of short-term vacation rentals that are in resort zones that are, are should be available. But what we don't want is our communities overrun with tourists so that people feel uncomfortable even when they go home at night. So I think you're going to see a, a very, very different landscape going yes. forward that people are going to feel a lot better about. And I think it's, it's critical to us that our residents feel different about tourism going forward. And we know that. And we're the big part of making people people feel comfortable, um, not necessarily just telling them to feel comfortable. So I would I would share with Hawaii that this is a reset, not a restart. And so we're setting something new. And so how we reopen with the values and principles of reopening will manifest themselves in the ultimate product that we deliver years from now. So this time and moment in Hawaii's history is very, very important because we have a chance to chart out our future and it's really about the how more than the what. And so I think everyone's focused on making sure that we malama each other and malama Hawaii first, and then we can live it and then share it and be the best host. And so it's a responsible balance that comes into play. And I think that's economic momentum and moving forward in a way that's sustainable. And I think um, we don't wanna see ups and downs like this. We wanna make it sustainable. So it doesn't create the stress that it does, it did what we learned from the past. Well, to that end, uh, Frank Klaus has a question, um, and this ties into the mayor's four-tiered system of, of opening and closing different businesses. Um, and Jeff, I'd love to get your thoughts. He says, if you don't open all business, who is going to come? This is from Frank, uh, 1037. He sent in this question, Ryan. And I, 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 you know, I, I do wonder, Jeff, what kind of a tourism or a tourist experience, what, what are these visitors going to experience? And it's going to be pretty different than what they're used to. It is going to be different, but I really applaud what the mayor has done. And, you know, he brought in, you know, Michelle and Sherry to help him to create this along with other business leaders. This wasn't just him dreaming something up. And, there's enough open in tier one for, I think, a, a customer or a visitor to come into Hawaii or Oahu and feel really good about their stay. Restaurants are open. A lot of other services are open. When people come in here, and this was one of the things that I think we should all feel good about, is you're not going to have massive groups of people coming in. When you have people come into Hawaii for vacation, it's uh, two people who are a couple, or you've got a family of three or four or five that may be out on the beach. So you're not going to have a congregation of big groups. So with what the mayor has done with, you know, five people at a table, uh, there, there can be a little bit of conflict here or there related to a family of six or whatever it may be. But I think that's going to be minor. The, there are a lot of services that he was able to open up. He really took business into consideration this time around. And I truly applaud what he what he's done. I, I love that there are numbers out there that we can all bank on now. We know what the, the protocol is and we all know that, you know, the cases matter. 
and the percentages matter. And we need to be focused on them and we need to all drive them down as a community in order to open up all the other services. But I'm not afraid right now that we don't have enough open. I think there's plenty open in Hawaii uh, to be able to have an incredible vacation. And when I look at our um, small business partners like restaurants, um, they're doing such an excellent job. They did it before this recent shutdown that they really have been um, safety conscious and um, at, at all the restaurants that I've dined into it. So I think they're ready. And um, when, when visitors come back, you know, they're, they're going to help supplement the income because they're operating right now with only 50, less than 50% capacity. The numbers were limited. So I think everyone's anxious to, to do this and excited, but do it in a responsible way. And so I think it'll start creating, and Hawaii is a destination where the community does matter to our visitors. That's the interaction that is so rich for, for, for the visitor and for the resident. And um, we want to start doing that where everyone feels welcome and everyone feels um, welcoming of visitors because it's a, it's, it's a malama thing. Everybody's gonna take care of each other. And so I think um, you're going to hear, I think, some good messages from John DeFries coming up, too, from the um, HTA. And uh, you know, we're so proud that he's there. And I think he's going to help us um, keep the glue together to make us stronger, you know, as a people, place, and culture and our, and our industry. You know, as we sort of continue to look at Hawaii, of course, as, as uh, we reopen, uh, Jeff, I want to ask for you, obviously, Outrigger has properties not only here, but beyond what are some of the things that are happening overseas in some of the other properties that you manage? What have you uh, seen in those other properties? What have you been learning? Uh, and and some of the takeaways that we in Hawaii might be able to uh, implement into this sort of new phase of reopening. You know, Ryan, you, you think about what we've been through here and, you know, and we think about, okay, we were going to open in August and then September and then October and now it's October 15th. It, we're not unique. Um, other places, Fiji, um, Thailand, uh, some of the Maldives, other places where we have resorts have been through the same situation. And a lot of it is based off of the number of cases that they see, or do they see a surge? And then they need to regroup a little bit uh, and pull back. But uh, in the in the areas that we are see, uh, seeing open, like uh, in Fiji, for example, the properties are being inundated by local travel, which is fantastic because the locals and the, the local communities are getting a chance to experience some of the resorts that they had not had a chance to do before, just like we did when we opened up the, the travel for, for the Kamaina travel here. Uh, our resorts, uh, the, the resorts that were open, we're seeing a lot of business come through and we're seeing that internationally as well. We're also seeing and being able to utilize some of the protocol with testing that they're doing uh, for employees and hosts to make sure that they are safe when they come back to work. So a lot of the, the others that have already opened have been through the trials and tribulations of, of how to open. And we're taking a lot of those experiences here. One of the things that was interesting is there's been so much talk about bubbles and how do you create these bubbles out there? And about, I guess it was probably three or four months ago, Australia and New Zealand were working on this this bubble in, in their area. Uh, the Bula bubble is what they call it because it was going to include Fiji. Um, but that's not happening anymore because of the surges in cases there. Uh, we did ask them if uh, I was on a panel and I said, why don't we call that the Aloha Bula 
bubble. You know, we need to include Hawaii in that one. But we've talked about bubbles with Japan as well. Uh, and it looks like now as we open and there's enough testing protocol out there that I don't know that bubbles are really going to be where the path we, we need to go down now. I think there's enough testing to make sure that people are tested when they get here or before they get here, and then they can have a good experience in the resort destination they're in. This is a question for both of you. Um, and Jeff, we'll start with you, but Mike, I also wanna get your input on this. What are you hearing from employees? Because we talked a lot about the visitors feeling safe, but what are you hearing from the people that are actually welcoming these visitors from the concierge to the housekeeper to uh, dining services? What, what have you heard from employees and are there any steps to, you, you know, you mentioned in some other countries that they are testing employees or at least offering that. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, so we are uh, taking uh, really serious uh, measures with, with our employees to make sure they're safe and that they feel safe around customers as well. So it goes kind of two different ways. One is what we do for each one of our employees uh, with testing. When they come in, we do the temperature testing. We have uh, kind of questionnaires that we have people fill out as well when they come back uh, to make sure that they're, they're feeling well and they're safe. But one little anecdotal piece of this is we had an opportunity. We are doing a renovation at the Outrigger Reef right now. And uh, that property, we needed to bring some employees back to help us to get some of the construction cleaning done and so forth. And we brought back 60 employees. We literally called those people and they were back the next day. They wanted so badly to come back to work. And I think you're seeing that out there. I don't think we're going to have an issue with people saying, I'm ready. Let's go back to work. Uh, but we are going to make sure that they're safe. We've got what we've called the Outrigger Clean Commitment. Uh, but there's a national program that AHLA put together that is fabulous. It's, uh, it's been kind of dubbed here, Safe Stay Hawaii. And then HLTA has come out with a program. So there's all these cleaning and safety protocols that are out there today that are making sure that we do the right thing so that they're wearing masks and that they're uh, making sure that they're not cleaning when a guest is in the room. So there's a lot of new protocols. It's kind of when people talked about the new normal, clearly, you know, the cleaning side of it and what we're going to do to take care of our people is one of the new normals for sure. Mike, employees, I love your thoughts. Yeah. What employees say, remember, those are our friends and neighbors in our community. And so we have a responsibility to ensure that they're safe and they feel safe and comfortable. And so I believe everyone's taking the extra steps necessary to go through that, to go through the training, the protocol, uh, to get everyone comfortable with that situation and feel safe. And we have work to do and we're doing it and there's training programs. But I think our number one priority is protect public health and safety and then revive the economy and strengthen our communities. And I think all three together um, will be, make a big difference. And so um, everyone's working together more and more like I've never seen before. So as we reopen, we can have these dialogues and you know, continuous improvement and adjusting things so that um, we, we stay on that path. And so um, I think everyone is, is committed to doing that, that I've talked to within the um, visitor economy and the travel industry. One, one other little one other little piece to throw in on that is it's not in our typical DNA to ever um, get the police involved with you know something that's happening at one of our hotels. You know, there's there's PR associated with that type of a scenario and so forth. But I have to tell you that in when people broke quarantine, uh, we had people 
uh, in our hotels who were our leaders who would call the police and say someone has broken quarantine and we need yep. to take care of it. And I think that that's how serious this is for people. And yep. what's going to happen moving forward is if someone's walking around a lobby of a hotel, our employees are going to tell them to put a mask on. It's, you know, we really believe in taking care of our guests, uh, but we really want to take care, as Mike said, these are our friends. They're people that we live near, um, and they're our employees that are precious to us, and we want to make sure that they are safe and healthy. You know, I want to ask a question as we sort of run out of time here. Uh, for you, Mike, uh, there's been a lot of questions and comments about inter-island travel. Of course, we know that there is still that 14-day quarantine that is uh, in place right now for these uh, inter island travels. Uh, have you had any discussions with the governor? Yes. Is there any insights on when that might be lifted and would that maybe happen before the uh, October 15th date? Yes, I think as we're speaking now, um, I can say that the mayors and the governor are talking about that subject to ensure that um, we have um, clear and effective um, inter island or neighbor island travel um, and making sure that we're focused on that too and we we have a kamaaina economy and so that um we're trying to work on that to make sure it's responsible and safe because we have had different outbreaks on different islands so we're working through those protocols and i think there's a lot of collaboration but that's not forgotten and a very big focus on on what we're gonna hear you're gonna hear in the next few days okay uh, well, we want to thank you both uh, for just taking the time to update us and, and give your insights. Uh, I think it's very insightful. And I, I know that there are a lot of people who are eagerly anticipating uh, being able to come to Hawaii. And, and, and at the same token, a lot of Hawaii people looking to take a vacation as well and be able to come back without having to quarantine. So uh, thank you for both uh, joining us. And uh, uh, we hope to catch up with you soon. Aloha. Thank you. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you so Appreciate much. It. Aloha. Well, encouraging there, you hear a lot of real careful thought and consideration. And, um, you know, interesting to hear Jeff Wagner saying that bookings are already up 30%. Keep in mind, though, he said they're only at 25% of what they were a year ago. So that number has to be tempered with what the realities are right now. But that there is an appetite out there for uh, visitors to come back. And he's right, the profile of the visitor is going to be very different. We're not gonna see these tour buses crammed with people uh, going to different sites and, and you know, sort of all that that entail, all that that brings with it. Uh, these are gonna be individuals, couples, perhaps some families, but of course there is that testing issue with children under 12. So um, to start, I think the visitor profile will be very different and the impact will feel very different. Yeah, and you know, also interesting to uh, hear his comments about just the tier one system that is sort of implemented. Some saying uh, we need to open up everything in order for us to really have that visitor experience for those who are coming in. And, and he's saying he thinks that there's enough out there. You know, I think of the allure of Hawaii, obviously, uh, is the surf, sand, the sun, as they used to say. And some of those things are, are now obviously open. And so uh, we'll see how things roll out. Of course, we continue to see almost every day uh, new things that are being introduced in terms of testing. Of course, the big announcement from United Airlines uh, out of that San Francisco to uh, Hawaii routes with that pre-testing. Hawaiian Airlines also making an announcement today. And I'm sure in the coming days, we will continue to see some more uh, announcements about this happening in terms of these independent uh, organizations and airlines taking on that responsibility themselves. Yeah, that's right. And so on Monday, uh, we're going to be talking to the person who has been tasked with taking this project on. That's Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. We'll be getting an update. We know that he himself obviously tested positive and 
uh, is recovering from the coronavirus. My understanding is that he's doing quite well. Uh, so we'll, we're very excited to talk to him because he's the one, like we said, is tasked with actually putting this into practice. Um, and then on Wednesday, we're gonna be hearing from two uh, superintendents uh, from the DOE. They are managing different sites, one on Hawaii Island, one on Oahu to talk about what school is like. Um, of course, if you have all these folks going back to work, uh, the school piece is very important as well. So that'll be very interesting. And then of course on Friday, uh, we've got a great guest as well. That's right, we'll be talking to uh, the mayor himself, uh, Kirk Caldwell will be joining us next Friday. I know that there are uh, still a lot of questions out there about this uh, new system that they've sort of implemented. Uh, it started yesterday, there were uh, much more people at the parks, obviously taking all that in, but there's still some questions about some of the specific things in that order. And so we will be talking more with the mayor next Friday to get his thoughts on that as well. Uh, again, we want to thank uh, our guests for joining us and we want to thank all of you for tuning in. Again, you can catch us here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 1030 on the platforms of the Honolulu Star Advertiser. We also, again, want to thank our sponsors, the Office of Election, for making this conversation possible and remind you that you can still register to vote if you have not done so already. That deadline coming up, though, October 5th, so make sure that you head over to that website for more information and to register to vote. So uh, until next week, Monday, uh, on behalf of Yanchi and I, we thank you all for tuning in and have a safe weekend. We'll see you all right back here on Monday. Aloha. Aloha.